Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We appreciate the Lord once again for this opportunity to come around to the table and break the bread of life. Now, the good signs that we're beginning to see, the infection rate is decreasing dramatically. And I think as winter is beginning to be past us as we approach spring, we are hopeful that we are going to return to some degree of normality. Uh, and in due course, we will make an announcement in terms of the way forward, in terms of the services. But stay put and wait for the official communication. In no time, the leadership will update you. But we appreciate the lot. But in the interim, continue to adhere to the health regulations. Uh, make sure that you do all the things that are expected of you uh, to stay safe during this time. Now, without waste of time, I want to speak on the attitude. I want to speak about the attitude. And I think it is quite apt, especially in the time where we find ourselves, just to speak about the attitude. Now, let's bow our heads for the word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless the reading of the word. All these things, dear God, we ask them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, for the scripture reading, as we turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, it reads in this manner, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It does not say, let the brain, it says, let the mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Now, when you go and check, it has a connotation to the word attitude. And that is what we want to speak about. Now, Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, 
He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, especially in the time where we are in. Now, another scripture that really I love so much, it is in the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. The Lord has got good thoughts towards us, not the thoughts of evil, and he will give us an expected end. Now, I say I want to speak about the attitude, especially in the time where we are, I think our resolve as human beings has been tested. I think our resiliency has been tested. I think we've had moments of optimism. We've had moments of pessimism, given where we find ourselves in. We have been tested on many fronts that I cannot deny. Now, I've got a graph or stages that one normally go through when they go through a change. And maybe before I get here, you look at the events around the world and you get a sense that our, our, our ability to adapt has been tested. It seems like there's a change after a change. You look at the at the chain of events that have been triggered by the COVID-19 around the world, uh, the kind of macro-environmental factors have been affected, cultures have been affected, politics have been affected, economics have been affected, technology has been affected. All these things, macro-environmental factors, you find that have been affected because of COVID-19. Now, where we are now, the question that we do have now is that as we are going through these changes, as we are subjected to the changes that we are seeing, it is going to what will be what is our attitude in the midst of these changes, and how can we be deliberate about our attitude? How can we be intentional about our attitude? And that is why I want to speak about attitude. Maybe it may be of great help to you in whatever you are going through. Now, I've got a graph here that shows what I'll call one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think it is seven stages that you go through when you go through a change, your emotional response to change. First, it's shock followed by denial, followed by anger, either anger or resistance, followed by depression, followed by acceptance or curiosity, followed by enthusiasm or hope, and followed by the last stage would be commitment. So we have all gone through this, truth be told. When the COVID-19 was announced or when lockdowns in relations to COVID-19 were announced. We went through a stage of shock and say, is it really happening? 
time we went from shock, we went into denial and say, uh, maybe it is just for a while. Maybe we went through a process of rationalization and there was anger and resistance and depression. And now many of us, we came to the stage of acceptance. Now some have moved to enthusiasm and hope and commitment. You'd be lying if you say, you have not, your resiliency was not tested. You'll be lying if you say your optimism was not tested. We have all been tested. Now, however, what, what is an attitude before I get into the quotations that I have? Now, attitude is the way you look at life. Firstly, attitude, it is the, your outlook to life. And your outlook towards life can either be positive or can it be it can be negative. It can be it can be by default or by design, but we want it to be by design. It is the way you choose to see and respond to events, situations, people, and yourself. So it is the way you choose. So it is intentional. Now I want us to look at a few elements of attitude. You are, these are some of the factual or facts around attitude. Firstly, your attitude is not something that happens to you. You choose your attitude. So it is not something that is imposed on you. You choose your attitude. Secondly, your attitude is created by thoughts. And you choose your thoughts. You are the architect of your frame of mind. That is the third, third thing. You are the architect of your frame of mind. The fourth thing, attitude is a mental discipline. It is something that you can work on and improve on. So it is five, four facts around this. Your attitude is something that happens to you. You choose your attitude. Your attitude is created by your thoughts and you choose your thoughts. You are the architect of your frame of mind. Attitude is a mental discipline. That's what we want to speak. Now, the scripture says, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now we come to learn, you will never live above the realm of your thinking. And the realm of your thinking determines your attitude and your disposition. The word disposition, it refers to the qualities of character in relation to the mind. That is the disposition. Now, you can, a man can never live higher than the way they think. A woman can never live higher than the way she thinks. Now, that is why the scripture says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, let us look at this. The prophet of God says in the message, hear ye him, paragraph 11. He says, what you think is usually what you do. So that means your thoughts will translate into the actions. Now, what you think is usually what you do. You know, if you will do right, that's your duty to God. When you do right, that is your duty to God. If you will think right, 
that's your duty to yourself. So doing right is a, a duty to God and thinking right is a duty to yourself. You've got to come out right. You can't be going east when you're going west. You can't be thinking I'm going east while you're going west. You can't be going wrong when you're going right. Now, think right, do right, you'll be right. This is the formula. Think right, do right, you will be right. So you cannot think positively and do negative things and be negative. When you think positive, you do things positively and you will be positive. That's what we want to look at now. Now, don't forget, when you do things right, it's your duty to go. If you think right, it's your duty to yourself. So when you do not think right, you are doing an injustice to yourself. Actually, negative, a, a, a perpetual negative state of mind, it is, it is very detrimental to your health as an individual. Now, the prophet continues in the message, when divine love is projected, sovereign Grace takes its place. He says, paragraph 19, then when you become a son or a daughter of God, your disposition changes. Your attitude changes. Your all, your look towards life and towards others changes. So when you become a daughter of God or a, a, a son of God, your attitude, your disposition cannot remain before as it were before you became the son or the daughter of God. Now, your attitude has to change. Your outlook towards life and towards others has to change. Now, let us look at it in this way. The prophet says, this is our favorite, in the message, expectation, paragraph 13. He says, just for a little text, if I should call it that, I want to speak on, he was going to speak on expectation. He says, we always get what we expect. So your, dispos your disposition in life determines the outcome of your life. So you always get what you expect. As we are going through this change process, the outcome of this change, it is dependent on what is your expectation of the process. As we are going post the COVID-19, some people are going to come out better. Some people are going to come out worse off. And how they're going to come out does not depend on anything else except on their attitude. And because attitude leads to expectations. And expectations lead to outcome. Don't forget that. Attitude leads to expectations, and expectations lead to outcome. So your outcome will be determined by what you are, what was your initial attitude. If you're gonna say I'm gonna be defeated, everything is gonna be destroyed, everything is gonna be destroyed. And even if everything is destroyed and say, I'm finished, you're going to be finished. But there are some people who have lost so much during this process, but they are simply saying, post this. I still have the resolve in me to rebuild. 
I still have the resolve in me to contribute positively as long as still there is breath in me. I still have a resolve to testify. I still have a resolve to preach. I still have a resolve to sing. I still have the resolve to do what I used to do before we got into this situation. And I am going to do it even 10 times better. Some are coming out of this process with new acquired skills. Now, they know now that they are very strong. And now they say, if this did not destroy me, nothing will destroy me. So it is a matter of attitude. Now, when people, we always get what we expect. When people expect anything, well, they usually get what you look for. It's the mental attitude that you have. Remember this and never forget it. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God will bring it to pass. The right mental, mental attitude towards any promise of God. It doesn't take gifts of healing to heal sick people. Any person in here has a right to meet Satan anyway if you are a Christian and defeat him on any grounds that he could ever stand on. And I believe some believers, they will meet Satan on any ground and defeat him. But you always get what you expect. And the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will make it to come to pass. And the the promise of God simply says, I do not have thoughts of evil towards you. I've got thoughts of peace so that I can give you an expected end. And God's expected end can never be derailed by anything that Satan does. The devil will never derail God's plan. The devil will never derail God's purpose. The devil will never derail God's will in your life. So you must simply say, whatever he had planned for me, I still expect it. And no interruption by Satan will deny me opportunity to receive what God has promised me in his way. Now, when we look at the attitude, I want to invite into the jungle. There are two uh, animals that the Lord many times he uses these animals to convey some of the critical lessons that we can learn as believers, especially in this juncture. Now, the Lord simply says in this means, or when we look at the lion and the eagle, but let me be on the lion. Now, maybe before I get here. I did not know the first time when I came to the point where I realized that the lion is being acknowledged as the king of the jungle, I used to dispute that. And I used to say, the king of the jungle is the elephant because the elephant has got the physique, the elephant has got the heaviness, the elephant has got the has got the toughness that is required to be the king of the jungle. But later on, I realized that between the elephant, the, although the elephant possesses the potential to be the king of the jungle, but it does not have the attitude to become the king of the jungle. So it is not the matter of the structure. It is not the matter of agility. It is not a matter of, ro- of toughness. It comes down to attitude. Now, let's look at it in this minute. The lion is not the tallest animal in the jungle. The giraffe is. So 
you cannot say the lion is the is the king of the jungle because it's the tallest animal because the giraffe will say i am taller than the lion you cannot say the lion is the king of the jungle because it's the largest animal in the jungle the elephant will say hang on i am actually the largest you cannot say i'm the heaviest animal the lion is the king of the jungle because it's the heaviest animal in the jungle the hippo will back to differ and say i am the heaviest neither the smartest animal because the rabbit will say i can outwit the dogs when they chase after me now even you cannot say it's no not the most intelligent in the jungle the monkey can say i've got tricks that no other animal can impersonate in the animal kingdom so if the animal if the elephant is not the tallest the elephant is not the largest the lion the lion is not the tallest the lion is not the largest the lion is not the heaviest the lion is not the smartest the lion is not the most intelligent then what makes the lion to be the king of the jungle the answer is simple attitude 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 when that lion wakes up in the morning and roars and that roar echoes through the jungle it knows that here i am i am the king of the jungle and that roar must be acknowledged by every animal where they say there goes the king of the jungle but it was never voted to be the king of the jungle it opted that i am the king of the jungle the disposition of the lion made it to be the king of the jungle and i think this is something that we must learn from this animal called the lion we must say god has designed us in a certain way we, we we must not give up in any way we must not be despondent in any way and actually every test that we go through it brings out the best out of us so there we go now you look at the eagle again there are certain traits that are associated with the eagles the eagles flock together now the eagle and there is a reason why eagles keep company with eagles because when you have to keep company with the people that think like you because people that think like you and when i'm saying think like you i don't mean that they won't be different but you must be the same you must be in the same spectrum when i'm saying in the same spectrum you cannot the eagle cannot be a friend of an ant because the conversation is not going to be the same yes eagles flock together they will disagree but the bitter body they disagree at a certain altitude as eagles so you have to keep company with the people that propel you to greater heights if you are a believer you have to keep company with believers because they reinforces your belief system they reinforces who you are then they propel you to greater heights that you become a better version of yourself because if you hang around with unbelievers a lot of time is going to you are going to have a collusion of the value system and it is not going to be constructive and is not going to be beneficial for you so eagles flock together now the second thing eagles see a long distance prey or enemy so their ability to see afar they can see a challenge ahead and plan accordingly so 
the scriptures, the message has prepared us for such for times such as this. So we have to dig into the message and say, Lord, what did you say about this time? And what is our expected disposition or attitude in this time? Because you saw as the greatest eagle, you saw this time. And you have prepared us as the eagles how to navigate the terrain during this time. Now, eagles do not eat dead things. Folks, let me go back to the lion. The lion, no matter how bad it is in the jungle, I'm told it will never ever resort to becoming a vegetarian because that is not its nature. That is not its DNA. Same thing with the eagle. The eagle doesn't come to the point and say, look, I have looked for food for all over. Let me just settle for this dead carcasses. That is not the eagle. The eagle will always go after fresh meat. So in the way we are going through, we still need to feed on the fresh weight of God. We must not say as the world is folding their arms and throwing their heads into their hands and say we give up, we, we, we as well give up. We are not made of the material that runs out. We are into it for a long haul. And we want to show Satan that if he brings a showdown, we will bring a showdown as well. Now, the eagles love the storm. Folks, while everybody is mourning, everybody is complaining, everybody is negative, if we join with them because misery loves company, if we join in them, we are going to miss the promises of God. So the eagle loved the storm. Now, well, things I believe as COVID-19 has wrecked havoc around the world, but I still believe that there are divine opportunities that are there for the children of God. I still believe that if we are positive, God has got the opportunities for us somewhere. Because what's happening? Brother Brenham spoke to us about untapped resources. Brother Brenham spoke to us about untapped blessings. We have to tap into those blessings. And as a result, we cannot be as miserable as the world is miserable. No, say, we're going to ride on this storm. Yes, businesses have collapsed. Yes, jobs, the economy has shed jobs. But I believe that God is going to rearrange things for the benefit of his own children. Because what's happening, we are not orphans. We've got the heavenly father. And the prophet of God says, God will bankrupt the heavens before he allows his way to fail. So therefore, brethren, we must not be despondent in any way. Yes, challenges are there. And I've always said, maybe uh, your, your businesses have been under pressure. Some have closed. Maybe the Lord designed it in that such a manner so that uh, in the in the competitive sea environment, few remain, and God has elected you to remain there. But you don't see it if you become negative. You have to snap out of the negative mindset because as a man he thinketh, so he is he. So we need a positive attitude. Now, the eagles test before trusting. I'm told that the eagle, what the eagle will come, the eagle will come onto the ground and pick up and pick up a piece of wood and will go higher and higher. Now, the male eagle will have to follow the female eagle and that female eagle will drop that piece of wood and that male eagle will have to go 
and pick it up before it reaches the ground and it will take it back to the female eagle and the female eagle will go higher and drop the piece of ground and then the male eagle will have to pick it up before it reaches down and take it back to, to the female eagle. So that is how it is. And I say, why is it like this? Then I realize that uh, the, before they could even get intimate, before they could even be married, the eagle, the female eagle will test the male eagle if it is indeed eagle because the other birds cannot play that game. So it is a testing. So sometimes before we accept advices from people, before we accept how other people view things, we must check whether are they gravitating to the same levels as we are gravitating. Because I say an ant cannot advise an eagle. They are different. They fly. They are at a different altitude. Even the chicken cannot advise and advise the eagle, although they fall into the bait category. So sometimes I'm simply saying you must check where you want to be and associate with the people that are around that altitude. And a lot of times it must be believers with believers because we're going to give each other godly advices on how to navigate during this period. Now, the eagles train their children to maturity. Brother Bram has spoken up, spoke about it, how the eagle will pick up the eaglet and take it up into the sky and drop it there. And as it falls, it will pick it up before it reaches the ground and it will continue because the mother eagle is training the eaglets for the child. So the mother, the eagle, Jehovah eagle, has used the COVID storm to test us as the eaglets whether can we withstand the test. And I say, Satan, we're going to withstand the test. Satan, we're still going to have great miracles. We're still going to have great testimonies. Yes, we're going to bounce back. Yes, we're going to be better than we were before. Yes, we're going to be better version of ourselves, better than we were. And we have been refined by this storm. Basically, the last thing that I'm told, the eagle never quits. The eagle never gives up on living. Around the age of 30, when, when it becomes old and the speed decreases, the eagle retires into the mountains and it will go and hit itself against the rock until all the feathers are off it. And it will remain there for a period of three months until it regrow the feathers and it will renew itself. The same with us. During this time, we retired into our corners. We are quarantined. But brother, we are coming back with better speed. We are coming back with better vision. We are coming back with, oh goodness, refined energy level. We are coming back, back, back with 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 agility. So that means this spirit has refined us. This spirit has made us better. And one cannot kill us has made us stronger. Now, when we speak about attitude, Brother Brennan speaks about during the time of slavery. And it says during the time of slavery, there they were slaves that, I mean, during that time, they would go and buy slaves. And there used to be this slave dealer. And this individual, this buyer went to buy slaves. And when he got there, he looked at this particular slave and said, I need that slave. 
And then the dealer said that one is not for sale. He says, why is not for sale? He says, no, that is not for sale. He says, but he looks different. Are you feeding him differently? Because he looks different from the rest of the slaves. He says, it, made, it, used, to, it used to make me wonder. He says, he is the way they eat. He works the way they work. But until I was told that where he comes from in Africa, in the jungles of Africa, where he comes from, his father is a king. Although he has been sold into slavery, he still he does not forget that where he comes from, he's a prince. Even though he's in a foreign land, he still conducts himself as a prince because it is part of his DNA. The slavery did not change his sense of royalty. And I say, God, thank God that as we are going through what we are going through, these challenges will not change our sense of royalty. These challenges will not change to know that we are the sons and daughters of the king. Whatever we go through, we must never change. That is why Paul, he says, I like where he says, well, finally, brethren, in Philippians 4 verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So I'm encouraging you believers, think on things that are true. Think on things that are honest. Think on things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report, things that are of good virtue, things that are, are that give you praise. Think on these things. As we go through this period, I am glad that some believers are testifying. Some thought they would be unemployed, but by God's grace, in the midst of the pandemic, some have been hired. Yes, they told me good testimonies. Some have been promoted in the midst of this pandemic. Some their businesses are doing better, better in the midst of this pandemic. Some their marriages, the quality that they have, the, their relationship with their wives has improved dramatically. Some, the quality that they have, the relationship that they have with their children has improved dramatically. So don't only, don't look at the negative. There has been some positives during this time because why? The Lord will give us an expected end. Now, I'm coming back to this emotional cycle. We have gone through a stage where we're shocked. We have gone through a stage where we were in denial. And we went through a stage of anger. We went through a stage of depression. Now, let me stack here. Yes, there's, we have had episodes of discouragement. Yes, we have had episodes of the despondency. Yes, we have had episodes of anxiety. But what made us never to give up, what carried us during that stage, those episodes, it is not anything else. We didn't even have church where we could meet with fellow believers. Our movements were restricted. But what carried us is attitude. And I don't know at which stage, stage we are at, but if you are a stage, at a stage of depression, I say, work on your attitude. Just check whether are you reading the right things. Just check if you are listening to the right things. Because think on things that are pure. 
Think on things that are true. Think on things that are just. Think on things that are of good report. Think on things that have got good virtue. So, remember, how what you do is your duty to go. But what you think is your duty to yourself. So, during these episodes of depression, especially even our young people, your lives have been interrupted. Your life somewhat went on hold. Some of you expect, you are not even sure how the academic year will pan out. But I want to say you need not to give up because the quitter never wins and the winner never quits. So once you are going through these episodes of discouragement, episodes of depression, episodes of anxiety, just come to where you accept change and say, yes, I'm here. But I'm accepting that I'm where I am. And what am I going to do about? I'm going to have good positive attitude. And furthermore, I'm going to feed on the word of God. Because when I become what I eat, if I eat the weight, then I become the weight. And the weight is positive, then I will be positive. Then it drives you into a stage of acceptance. Then you move to a stage of enthusiasm and say, Oh, goodness, now I'm enthusiastic about life. Now I'm looking forward to the blessings of God. Now I'm looking forward to the plans that I wanted you to implement. Now I'm looking forward to testifying about God. Now, here is something very critical. The first, the, the first four stages are negative. Shock, denial, anger, and depression. And if you don't go through that constructively, it can derail your life. It can cripple your life. Some can even be commit suicide. Some can even divorce. Some their business can go under. Some their health can suffer. And the last three stages are positive, acceptance, enthusiasm, and commitment. And Brother Bram says there is no value in worry, but there is value in faith. So when you have reached rock bottom at depression, you must have an attitude that let me accept how things are. But the, as I'm accepting my situation, because the, when you accept and acknowledge a problem, you have almost half solved that problem. Then you come to a stage of acceptance, enthusiasm, and hope. Now, you brothers that are business people, or you that are in your workplaces, now, if half of the people, as we go through this change, if half of the people that you know, or your colleagues, or fellow fellow business partners or fellow competitors, if they have not managed to overcome the four stages of emotional change, and you are on the other side where maybe you have reached a stage of enthusiasm and hope, you have won the battle. And this has got nothing to do with resources. This has got nothing to do with money. This is the attitudinal matters. This is the matters of attitude. It's a matter of saying, yes, I'm shocked. Yes, I've gone through a denial. Yes, I've gone through anger. Yes, I've been depressed. But now I've accepted the challenge. Now I'm enthusiastic about the challenge. Now I'm committed to you are going to see positive results compared to the people that have, met, that have been, that have failed dismally to overcome the four stages. Now, in closing, brethren, we need not to be despondent. We need not to be discouraged. We are not orphans. We have the heavenly father. And Brother Branham says, God 
will bankrupt the heavens before he allows his weight to fail. Now, in so doing, heavens and earth shall pass away, but his weight shall never pass away. So we have to base our destiny. We have to base our plans. We have to base our future. We have to base every our thoughts on the word of God. And when we have placed our thoughts, our plans, our future on the word of God, then anxiety will drop. Then depression will dissipate. Then negativity will evaporate. Then we will lead a wholesome life. Remember, brother, let say, when you think right, then you do right. Then you become right. So I'm encouraging you. As we are now beginning to see that this challenge is beginning to be past us, let us not be dismayed. Let us not be despondent. Let us know that God has designed our path to be this way, but he will give us the expected end. And we've got good report. Some believers got sick, they got healed. We know that some have been going through challenges, but they have not given up. I have had people that have gone through challenges and it has been tough, but they were the first one to call me and say, Pastor, no matter what, God will keep his way. And in due time, we have seen how God has kept his way in the midst of this crisis that we find ourselves in. It's a matter of attitude. I encourage you, let the mind, let the same attitude that was in Christ be in you. There's never been a time where Christ came to his wit ends where he said, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. Now I don't know even whether to believe in God. I don't know whether God is powerful. Christ knew and trusted God in every situation. So you have to trust God in every situation. He will see you through. God is more than faithful. So by so doing, I still expect good testimonies. I still expect greater miracles. I still expect some paradoxical developments in your own life. But I say it's a matter of attitude. And you have to be intentional about your attitude. And the best shaper of an attitude, it is the word of God. But there is no room for negativity. There is no room for worry. All things we have committed to the Lord. Brother Muse said the greatest gift that God has ever given to the human race, it was the committer life to be able to commit everything to the Lord. And where we are, we have committed our jobs, we have committed our families, we have committed our health, we have committed our businesses, we have committed our spiritual lives, we have committed our children, we have committed our marriages, we have committed everything to the Almighty God. And let me tell you something, if you lose anything because of God, you will regain it. And those that have lost, those that feel that they have lost, they must develop a mentality that God is a restorer. He's going to restore everything as he restored to Job. Not onefold, not twofold, but sevenfold. But it is a matter of attitude. It's a matter of saying, Lord, I know, I know that you are faithful. You will keep your way and the Lord will keep his way. So in closing, I say, don't be discouraged. 
Just have the right attitude. As the lion has got attitude, as the eagle has got an attitude, a believer must have an intentional attitude, especially in the time that we are living in, as we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate everything that you have done for us, and we bless every brother, we bless every sister. Dear God, continue to preserve for us. You said the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Dear God, and you will give us a positive expected end. That I believe 100%. I bless every family. I bless, dear God, every brother and every sister fighting their battles, dear God. There is beginning to be an environment of positivity that is beginning to engulf us after we've gone through this dark tunnel where things were quite uncertain. But I'm glad that, dear God, there is a ray of hope. I'm glad, dear God, that there is beginning to be a light flickering at the end of the tunnel. And, dear God, in no time, all these things will be behind us. We appreciate everything as we commit everything to you in the most gracious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, believers, and all the best. Keep on praying for one another, but we are really, really happy about what God is doing in our lives. All the best until we speak again. God bless you richly. In due course, we'll make announcements in terms of the way forward. Just stay put and wait for the official communication once the leadership has made a final assessment. God bless you richly. And we love you. God bless you.